Good morning, Pittsburgh. It is another Sunday. It is another episode of Bold Mornings. We are here to bring you all the fun to do in the city and some interesting news articles from the week. Missy, how are you this week? I am great. I love the fall weather right now. Like it's not too hot, although Pittsburgh's being weird with the weather this week. I couldn't decide what it was. So much so that air conditioners went down at like work and home because it couldn't decide what temperature to be. Yeah. yeah. And condensers failed and this and that. So oh, it's just been one of those weeks. But yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. I mean, even though we're calling for rain, it's still bright and beautiful sunshiny here in, here in Beachview for the Sorgatron Media Studio space. It is beautiful up here. So did you have a fun week? Did you get to do anything interesting? I worked a lot this week. I did not do a whole lot of interesting. However, when I was checking out things I wanted to do, Kennywood is on the list. And so is the Radical Days. Did you hear about this? No, actually I did, but it's, I love that they are opening doors for everybody to come and see the backsides of all these buildings that you never see. And yeah, for free. And, it, and it's super cool because um, for those of you that might not be aware, it is uh, done through the the regional asset district tax uh it's a thank you to the public for supporting arts and culture here in pittsburgh and it's been ongoing since september 18th is when they started kicking this off and it runs for about uh, a month or so so it's actually this this week is the last week uh, so the 15th your last chance. the 15th it wraps <laughs> up but there's still some cool stuff to do uh you can check out the pittsburgh zoo and ppg aquarium you've got the mattress factory soldiers and sailors uh, the pittsburgh cultural trust uh, Pittsburgh Opera, they have, which I love the Benidum and the the um, Heinz Holland things because you can actually go on stage and have a picture taken on stage of you, that like is so standing awesome. on stage with the audience, like the empty chairs behind you. But I've known people to take their like instruments, so it looks like like they're playing. Oh, that's yeah, amazing! So it was really really cool. Like last year, a bunch of people like posted that on Instagram and hashtagged it for it. But it was so neat to see like these people and their silhouettes up on the Benetton stage with all these like empty seats, but still oh, it was like so cool. empowering. It was really, really well, neat. When else would you have a picture of yourself on the Benetton stage? I would be fake singing. I'd be like, oh, like legit, <laughs> seriously. Like, You're like, see this. Fake is, it this, till you make it. This is the thing that happened. I mean, I was on the stage at least. Yeah. No, that's cool. And they also do the Children's Museum is doing some programs as well. Yeah. So it's, it's even something that's, if you have kids and you're looking for something fun to do, between, like I said, the, the zoo and the museum, great options for this week coming through. I think it's really important that it's family friendly and mm -hmm. affordable. Yeah, well, they're free for a good bit of the things. Um, for more information, I'm going to go ahead and tell people that they can check out radworksheer.org for more information on the thing. Um, if you check out some of the Pittsburgh, like Visit Pittsburgh, I think also has some stuff listed. So, mm. yeah, get out, do some fun stuff. It, it'll Especially in this weather. Because yeah. it's sunny, but cold, but rainy. Kind of rainy, not exactly. On mixture. Um, interesting. So anything happened near Beachview for the week? The library 50th anniversary. Yeah, that, that's I your, did see it. That's what you're going for. <laughs> All right. I did see that. Yeah, so CLP Beachview celebrated 50 years. That's amazing considering, well, that library 
look is brand new but the idea of that library is 50 years old yeah the the original so they had a huge to do about it they had um natalia rudiak came and she was talking uh the library staff they did a, a nice little presentation about you know the stuff that they've done there the friends of the beach U library which is the little organization of people who work together to you know kind of make events and stuff happen for, with the library uh try to raise money and different things like that for library programs. They were doing a membership drive out front oh, while they were doing it too. That's so, nice. No, some really cool stuff. Uh, yeah, lots of people. Wow. It, it looked busy. Yeah, um, Sorg actually was down doing some video work for them. So you guys can check out the, the video wrap up on the Sidekick Media Services Facebook. Uh, check that out. How <laughs> we've actually pulled up some of it for the feed right now, um, but yeah. So it was it was a really cool and it was a beautiful day. Couldn't have been more perfect for it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I was crazy busy this week. Really? I kind of had an event every single night. So a um, couple honorable mentions was uh, local on the rocks was Thursday night. 18 restaurants oh wow served a bite and a cocktail so it was um you could go it was in the the mill house out in um uh out in east liberty wilkinsburg area that's such a weird corner it's by creative reuse and okay. construction junction but you never know what area that is because like the frick is right there and everything um but 18 restaurants bite and cocktail and they had some other stuff like they were engraving Zippos right there and they had some other interesting stuff going on. So that was a really fun night all to benefit 412 Food Rescue. Nice. I really it was a fun, fun night and they had a DJ and some dancing and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's so, so cool. It was very busy. Yeah. Since since we're talking about food, like I have to mention this and I'm going to just throw it out here. Crawling the web looking for stuff that we could talk about. Uh huh. There were like three dozen restaurants opened in Pittsburgh in September. Like, I love this holy article. Holy crap! I love this article. Well, this is this is entertaining um, because, like, in pretty much what it is, the Allegheny County Health Department they issue new permits and they put a list out on the like news information for for the public so that the public knows which spaces they've done permits for. So right. you you know which places are, are new and opening up. So you've got a list of things. I know you, you talked to me about this list as well. Um, you, you've got some stuff like, you know, ala kebab and curry opening up in Monroeville. Uh, David's Dogs over in Lawrenceville. A lot of these seem to be in, like, the other side of town. So it, I'm, I, I made the comment that, like, 90% of them look to be in either Oakland or Shadyside. Um, which made the comment that obviously last year's freshman class didn't like the old restaurants, so this is now the new freshman class get to try the new restaurants? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Because um, that's the only time you hear about Oakland and them is like when college season starts. So it's like, it, that's all that's over there is the colleges and the museums. Yeah. So you're like, when a new restaurant or bar opens up in Oakland, you're like, oh, something new for the college freshmen. Yeah, exactly. So, but the other kicker of it is, is that you've got, like I said, you've got different places on here. So you've got, uh, you know, Pizza Authority, Red the Steakhouse, you know, Riverview oh. Tower t Dinner 
program. I will say Red the Steakhouse is much anticipated because they have had that sign up in Steel Plaza. Not Steel Plaza, I'm sorry, in this, um, on Grant Street mm-hmm. for like a year. Oh, wow. Because they're a chain steakhouse, like kind of like Eddie V's is and um, Eddie Merlot's is. Okay. They're a chain steakhouse. Yeah. But they have been much anticipated because most of the steakhouses are in the front of the city. Like, Ooh, so this is Jimmy on the other... V's is yeah. on Grant, and this is on Grant also, but they're. There are a few blocks from one another, like maybe a block from one another. But Which is good because, again, traffic, because that's a yeah, that's a divided roadway there. Mm-hmm. You really can't cross you over. You go to the Uptown once you cross Grant Street. Yeah. Like that tree line, then you're in Uptown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it makes a difference. But the, the, the one that made both of us laugh on this is that among this list of like nice cuisine places, there's a Burger King. And uh, where is that Burger King at? It says it's on Freeport, or no, that's, uh, yeah, Freeport Road in Harrison. Yeah, like, I love this, like, we're just building a new Burger King. Everybody get excited. Yeah, so if you're in the Harrison area and you're looking for Burger King, congratulations, you're getting it. <laughs> uh, but otherwise. But I want to know, is it one of those, like, new-aged fast food restaurants? Like, will there be, like, touchscreen ordering and, like, a robot Ooh. bringing me my food? Like, that would be worth it right there. Uh, see, I, I expect <laughs> it to be one of those, like... Newer, fancier looking ones. Like they, they transformed the McDonald's over here to like the McCafe. So you go in and it's like a cafe set up. The Burger King over on, uh, what is that, 88 over there, Library uh-huh. Road. You go in, they've completely done a facelift on it. Mm-hmm. And you walk in and it's more like a cafe setting. So it's not the fast food restaurant set up anymore. It's I more of the... I always think about the Wendy's over on uh, 19 on Washington oh, yeah, Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they redid that and you walk in and there's like a fireplace. There's a fireplace. I'm like, what yeah. is this? I'm like, fireplace, I'm like I'll take seating. my $1 chicken sandwich and like go sit by go the sit fireplace. By fireplace. <laughs> yeah, it's... So congratulations on your new Burger King. I think that's adorable that they listed the Burger King in there along all of these other ones. Well, and again, they, they literally took the list of restaurants, which happened to include the Burger King, and that, that's what it was. But three dozen new eating establishments coming to the city of Pittsburgh. <sighs> which is so interesting. Um, it's just, you think the restaurant business hit a plateau, but what is happening now is restaurants are falling off and new restaurants are opening. Exactly. And that's the continuous cycle now. I mean, I'm sure the list is just as long of the restaurants that's closed. Yeah, likely, likely. Um, Now, this also brings me to the fun thing. You you were talking about some of the Pittsburgh neighborhoods, and this story kind of made my day because it named not one, but two neighborhoods in, in conjunction with each other as one of the top neighborhoods in, in, in America. And this was, uh, I, I think I had found this through, I want to say the Post-Gazette or something, but it was a kind of a rehash of like a public, a national poll type of thing. And East Liberty and Lawrenceville are, are the two that, that have made that top list. These were the neighborhoods when I was a kid, you were told you're not allowed in. Exactly. <laughs> when I was a kid, we were told you are not allowed to go to like Lawrenceville. It is filled with warehouses and nothing else. There's no reason you'll go work there when you get older. Because that's, of course, your grandfather who was working in the steel mills would tell you like, oh, yeah, we worked on in Lawrenceville and along the river and, and like, 
You, we were told there's nothing there. You know who loves those warehouses? Uh, obviously, the millennials and people my hey, age who are moving in there, exactly. building restaurants, building shops, and then living there. Exactly. Um, artists and entrepreneurs mm -hmm. have raised the quote-unquote cool factor from this article. So it's, it's got a nice hip vibe to it. It's Like you said, it's people our age that are starting to do renovation and like they're bringing new life into those spaces that have just been vacant for decades. And it's so funny because the corridor that goes from the one to the next is Garfield. Mm -hmm. So, and Bloomfield if you go block up. But if you, I, I drove through Garfield the other day to go to Spork like a couple weeks ago. And since they put the trees in and some of the older buildings were remodeled and stuff, I'm like, is this still Garfield? Like, it doesn't, and again, that was yeah. a neighborhood when we were little, they were like, don't go to Garfield. Like you weren't allowed in that half of the city because it, the crime rate, because there was either mm -hmm. nothing there because it was warehouses and like steel mills yeah. or it just like, had nothing there. Well, one of the cool things that the, the article specifically mentioned was um, new food and beverage scene, and they mm -hmm. specifically mentioned the Ace Hotel, an old YMCA building that was completely renovated into a really cool event space. And I love the oh, Ace I, Hotel. I know you do. Um, like, it, the gym is like, like the coolest place to go to an event. Which was fun because you and I went to an event mm -hmm. with um, your Propel group. Mm -hmm. And it was fun because you walk in, it's literally a gymnasium and it's got like the running track around the, the upper tier of it. Right. And it looks like a high school gym. It does. But it's it so neat. So cool. It's so neat there. And I mean, that restaurant in there, the Whitfield, is um, tops. Like, I mean, it's always winning awards and always busy, like mm -hmm. packed. Um, all those restaurants are along there are doing really well. So it's, it's, I'm happy to see it's coming about. Well, and, and I'm just going to give a shout out to the cities that we beat out. Uh, uh. So <laughs> Chicago, San Diego, oh, ouch. Seattle. We beat Seattle for the coolest place to live. <laughs> like, how, how is that a thing? I don't understand how um, that is. Like, Nashville, happens. D.C., New York City, Austin, Portland. We bet out everybody, everybody that I know is moving to Portland because PDX, yeah. oh my God. But yeah, we, we beat out, they took number nine on the list. We beat them out hands down on this wow. top 10 list. And it rounds out with Denver. So congratulations, Pittsburgh, for, for having some really cool stuff and being a top neighborhood in America. Yeah, I with, mean. With uh, your East Liberty and Lawrence. It couldn't happen at a better time. No, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're seeing a lot of rejuvenation, a lot of stuff going on over there. Um, and speaking of like Lawrenceville area. I got excited about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, Huffington Post does their like top five lists just kind of like their, their, I don't want to say puff pieces, but yeah. you know what I mean. And they were just here interviewing Pittsburghers. Yeah, exactly. I got to see uh, Chancellor Humphreys be on there too. Yeah. So, I mean, I was, I was just kind of scrolling through things and wild card in Lawrenceville was listed as one of the top five places to shop in Pittsburgh. I agree 100%. Like when it's my anniversary, when it's Christmas time, when it is um, my Valentine's Day card to mm -hmm. my significant other comes from there. Like I love Wildcard. Well, they're, they're legit like one of the, the 
one-of-a-kind stores and it's the best um, all of the stuff all of the artists that they work with it's all local crafted it's all like they meticulously choose who's gonna be mm -hmm. in that space and they came on my radar a few years ago because Rachel Sager did her 100 days project yeah. and what she did is for those not familiar with the 100 days project essentially she did a piece of art a day for 100 days mm -hmm. And at the culmination of the 100 days, she did like an exhibition at Wildcard. And then they had it, like she had her stuff up on the wall and she had the originals for sale as well as reprints. And like it was a big to-do type of thing. And they, they worked with her to kind of showcase and sell some of her pieces from that entire 100 days thing. It was the coolest little shop too, because you walk in and it's not small, no, but it's cozy. And there's a lot to see. Like every nook and cranny is exactly. something new. Exactly. Like even along their back wall is paper. Yeah. Just interesting paper and like the wax stamps and yep. like stamps and all this neato, interesting stuff. But then their greeting cards alone are oh hilarious. God. The greeting cards are the best. Hilarious. And, and that's... Like bought one one time that says happy birthday yins and I literally it was for like Steve's birthday yeah which absolutely <laughs> makes sense I mean it's it's perfect and it's it's the perfect personal touch mm -hmm. that you can customize even more personal with Pittsburgh yes. um you know I mean they, they've got some great prints and stuff that, that work in the city like the cityscape type of things mm -hmm. and like you said the they're stationary they're stationary. Like I'm a huge fan of, of writing. I yes. love paper. I love pens. I love all that stuff. And pretty much when I walk in, Sorg has to, he has me on one of those like child walker things because he doesn't <laughs> want to get out of range or I will buy everything. Yeah. I'm pretty much, I told you, you have a, like a $20 limit when you walk in, <laughs> which isn't very good for me. <laughs> no, it, it, not, not really. Um, but I was at Rachel's show. I did go the opening night and it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, that was not the first time I had been in Wildcard, but it was definitely interesting how much they work with local artists and just love the neighborhood. Like you always hear that they're on the cookie tour yes. in Lawrenceville. They help with the other, the animals uh, day they do, which they do one where, um, they have rescue pets in each of the shops for you to go and visit. Nice. Uh, they work with a local animal shelter. I love that. Like they're in all of those events in Lawrenceville. Yeah, and they do so much cool stuff within Lawrenceville. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I, if I hear anybody talk about Lawrenceville, that's one of the first things I think of like, hey, yes. And usually, like you said, if, if I look close enough, they're involved in some capacity with it just because they love Lawrenceville. They, they love where right. they are. And it's amazing to see places work within the neighborhood in that capacity. Like it's, it's awesome. So I think this is the time where we talk about sponsor stuff. So we've got the beautiful Sorgatron Media Studios here in Beachview. And if you guys haven't been here yet, it's absolutely stunning. Um, we're across from the taco stand and the space literally a year ago was boarded up. It was completely just horrible, but now, it's got this nice, big, beautiful window out front that looks out across. Uh, people walking by, you know, churches letting out across uh, next door. So people are walking along the sidewalks while they still can and the weather's nice. 
And Sorgatron Media, they're producing all of this content for us today. So we've got Michael Sorg over here, uh, the, the audio engineer, the video engineer, and he's totally, totally doing up all his work here. Um, couldn't do it without Sorgatron Media. Cannot. We're in the works with some new potential sponsors, which we'll be bringing in here as well. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're interested in sponsoring, Amanda, how can they how can they hit us up about sponsoring the show? Uh, everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> um, mostly uh, email us at boldpittsburgh at gmail .com. That's the fastest way to get to me um, to discuss. Uh, we have plenty of opportunities for businesses, um, whether it be here on the morning show on any of our podcasts or our blog. So. Awesome. So that, that's a bit from our sponsor. Sponsors, plural, in the, in the coming weeks here. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we're so happy that people are joining us. <laughs> oh, and, and we're going to be bringing some really cool stuff. Um, Amanda was literally telling me before the show today about a potential sponsor, and I'm like, yes, sign us up immediately. <laughs> I love it. Um, um, oh, and if you are a bakery or a restaurant, please bring us breakfast. We will gladly, gladly show it off. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> gladly. Um, yeah, we, we aren't, you know, coffee. Coffee's a great thing. Oh, yes. I have yeah, coffee, right coffee keeps us going. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if you're local and you'd like to, to kind of pimp your stuff on a nice little morning, a local morning talk show. Yes. Uh, and thank you to our viewers. Oh, I know absolutely. our first episode was outstanding. It shocked me how many people tuned in and watched even for five to ten minutes of it. Mm -hmm. So thank you to everybody who's at home watching us this morning. And tell your friends, share this video off of Facebook. Um, in the coming weeks, we're going to be doing a whole lot. Yeah, uh, so tons of stuff that we're working on. And we would love you guys to be part of it as well because it is bold mornings in Pittsburgh. And it's all about Pittsburgh. Yes. So with that, speaking of Pittsburgh and all the cool stuff that we have, the food truck scene. Holy food trucks, man. I love food trucks. I'm a food truck junkie. I really am. No, I entirely get that. Like, legit. Um, so my thing with the, the food truck is you see them tweet out. You get to their location because you realize they're a couple blocks from you. You wrap up what you're working on to go check it out. And they're gone by the time you get there. Mm. Or... You're like, ooh, I'm in the mood for this. I wonder if food truck X is in my neighborhood today. Right. Check out their Twitter. Uh, they're really not. I, I can't tell. You know, they were over here this morning. They're on their way somewhere else. You know, where, where are they? I also love it whenever you plan to go to a brewery and you look up their calendar and then they're like, oh, food truck's going to be there. And then you get there and either the food truck canceled or ran out of food or something else. Yeah, that's, that's the other issue that I was just going to bring up. Thank you. Um, so how do you find the food trucks? Thankfully, a couple of pit grads have solved this problem for us. Yay! I just stumble upon them and hope that they're good. Yeah, no, but <laughs> I'm legit. Like, like, I'm like, thank God that somebody finally solved the issue. Paul Landry, there was a thing on, on CBS Pittsburgh about Paul Landry was talking that he had the problem that, that we've talked about that you either get there and they're gone or or whatever the case may be and so he and another one of his pit grad friends John Warwick started Mobile Nom Mobile Nom 
in his words, it's like a dating app. Instead matching you up with a compatible mate, you're matched up with a compatible taco. So that line in and of itself just made me laugh hysterically. The, yeah. But it's because uh, I love tacos. <laughs> but it's accurate because the thing is that what they did is they have an app that finds food trucks and it helps find the food truck simpler. Um, Which now, I will tell you, they've had a Twitter feed for a while now. Yeah. So I'm happy that they turned it into an app because yes. their Twitter feed was extremely helpful. Well, um, and that's just in it. boosting who goes to a food truck who, like, well, where you can find one. So an app was the perfect segue well, for them. And the, the coolest thing, I was, I was checking this out, and this is, this is actually going to be my awesome thing of the week for AwesomeCast. I, I kid you not. Um, so they have a map integration where you can click on the pins to find out how long the truck is going to be there because they have, like, times oh my slide gosh. in there. But you also have the option to pull up a menu. So... Oh, what's this food truck got? You know, what, what are they serving today? I can pull up a, a mobile menu type of thing and I can actually see and check it out. As well as knowing, oh, I've got 20 minutes to get over there. Sweet. And Perfect my only timing. question is, is does it count um, every food truck or just ones that they have a deal with? Um, that would be my only question. I, I would assume that it's ones they have a deal with. Okay. But if you don't have a deal with them, that's kind of silly. That's, that's ridiculous. That is really silly. That's only another avenue for you to like to get your word get out there and like get, there. get customers and clients. other than like you know the food truck. Like when we go to arts festival, Penn Avenue is all food trucks. Like, thankfully, the city has started to be a little bit open about the festivals and food trucks. Mm -hmm. I still wish there wasn't those laws where the food trucks weren't allowed on the streets. Oh, I know. But I understand it because, yes, there's restaurants there, and you don't well, want to take the between, business from the restaurants. Between the restaurants, you also have the traffic issues. Yes, like if you definitely. Have a, if you have a truck stopped, how are people definitely. getting... There are a bunch so, of logistics. It was um, years ago I worked in the Strip District, and the end of it, like near um, Pittsburgh Winery, and the taco food truck would be invited to Baumgartner's, which is a flower shop on Penn. And there was a restaurant across the street. Well, they were legally there because they had a deal with Baumgartner's that that's where they would park their truck and feed strip districts. They would get into a daily argument with the local restaurant. So now, years later, I'll be honest with you, the taco truck is still going and that restaurant is gone. <laughs> like, wow. like it just it was just one of those things that but daily they would like there would be police called, tell them to move, blow, like oh, things like that all the time. Here's, here's my thing. I was walking through Kennywood mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. There was a food truck in Kennywood. That's amazing to me. Like I looked over and I was like, since when did that happen? Like that's the coolest thing ever. Um, apparently it's worked out with the, yeah, with the park and they, I don't know if it's the same one like regularly or if they have a schedule for them. So it's like different things, but yeah, I was like, we go Kennywood. Like this is, this is really awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's really super cool that, that things are way easier to track. Thank you guys. Like seriously. Yeah. Uh, yeah I definitely, I'm going to download it today because you have a food blogger person now who's like I want to eat all the food trucks all yes. over the city yes yes like I said and they're gonna get some extra love from me this week because of awesome cast yeah um, I'm down I, I think I've already shared it over into our Facebook group over there but I am legit going to yes. be talking about it Tuesday night during our, po our podcast there 
So we've been talking a lot about redevelopment. There's one part of the city that was one of the glowing gems when I first moved here that people are going to laugh at me when I say this. Station Square. I am a secret Station Square like fan. High five. Like, High five everybody's on that one. all like, oh, it's just commercialized and it's a tourist trap. And I'm like, I want to go to a Hard Rock Cafe and eat a cheeseburger and listen to a band. And they're like, what are you, nuts? I'm like, you know, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> My draw for Station Square is the fact that I can sit, I can get the nice little fountain thing that they've got mm-hmm. going on over there that has like the music and the lights and stuff, but I have a beautiful view of the city. And in my 20s, the nightclub scene, that's where you went. Oh, absolutely. I mean, granted they tore down that building, but But. it was where you went. You went and you had dinner at Hard Rock and Mm -hmm. saw a show, and then you went to a nightclub. Like, it was where you hung out. And it was kind of rough because a couple years ago, um, well, my brother and now sister-in-law, uh, got married last last year. Wow, they've been married for a year already. Wow. But they did their engagement photos mm-hmm. at Station Square. Like, we went inside and we got some nice photos. And everything down there was, like, closed or looked closed. And it's just been completely run down as of late. They're talking about working with UPMC, for starters, to put a corporate training center in one spot portion of it so like the Bradford school that they've got in there mm-hmm. it'll be something similar to that but for UPMC training that'd and be cool apparently they're going to be working it's not inked but the the article that I was reading said that it's pretty well negotiations and that it's it's coming along pretty well so essentially like they're going to have a 35,000 square foot corporate training center to kind of anchor in there Which but is good there's companies in there like shell games is in there yeah. um you know, the Bradford School still is in yep. there. Uh, it, it, there's a couple other companies in there. I know one of the banks, like USA Bank, is in there. Like, there's a couple smaller offices in there. So that's great that they would have. Well, and they're looking specifically to bring in some additional restaurants. And they want to have a restaurant row from the Grand Concourse down to the Sheridan Hotel. So, like, that entire... And there's some restaurants in there right now. But for the most... There's some shops and there's some other things. Right. So what they're... What most their of plan, it's closed, though, now. Exactly. So what their plan is is to open the restaurants to the street to accommodate patio and outdoor seating. I could see that happening with which Boca. would be really, exactly. I, I, I like, would love to eat a slice of lasagna if it's on a bistro-like patio. Absolutely. That'd be just absolutely amazing. Um, they also want to add some seating on the inside, the common area mm-hmm. throughout the... Wow. The, so, I mean, they're talking about revamping the entire thing, but not in a way that's going to cost like hundreds of millions of dollars to do it. It's, I mean, it's, it's going to be some money, don't get me wrong, but it's, it's reasonable. And I think as a, as a customer coming in, these are things that I'm looking at going, that's going to be so cool. I love that idea. Yeah. And Bar Louie. They're looking at, they're, they're talking with Rascal Flats restaurant to come in and replace the Bar Louie space. Yes, that I did know. And I love that idea. That is an awesome idea. Um, I know there's also talks of a steakhouse. I don't know how far that got along, but I know one of the local steakhouse groups was talking. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing. Like, I love the fact that there's rejuvenation coming back into Station Square. Just the only thing, please don't get rid of the crazy mocha. 
No, please. No, that's the only coffee shop in that whole place. And that's what I was just going to say. It's the only coffee shop. And the fact that you're going to be putting a UPMC training facility in yeah, there with like the Bradford School, with the I, other like, businesses. I cried when that left as a Starbucks. So, like, whatever you do, don't shut down that crazy mocha. <laughs> like, don't do it. Just, just, I'm cautioning you now. Which I was just there. I had, um, during the regatta, the balloon that never got lifted off, we went to go see the balloon, the hot air balloon. Mm-hmm. Um, and take some pictures of it. Oh, yeah. Um, and we got caught in that rainstorm, that huge rainstorm during yep. the regatta, the one that, like, destroyed... Everything, yeah. Destroyed things and destroyed, like, some of the airplanes for the flu tog and stuff. We um, we took cover in the crazy mocha and sat there and had coffee and breakfast because there was, like... Well, I was like, what else are we going to do? <laughs> I remember we had gone down. It was in the winter months for something because it was absolutely freezing. And we sought respite in from the mm-hmm. cold and got some nice hot coffee and some mm-hmm. hot cocoa and just warmed ourselves up it was yep. the best thing ever and, oh and keep texas day brazil like my dad loves that restaurant for some like I, that restaurant's interesting well the restaurant so, i mean it sounds <laughs> like, like i'm hoping that restaurant stays too. it sounds like the restaurants <laughs> that there are there they're trying to keep there they don't want to they don't want to displace them right they just want to bring more in to yeah. to kind of supplement which it's also too is <sighs> I'm going to say this and not to sound mean to the Pittsburgh area, but go see a River Hounds game. Like, I can't, like, that, I know it's not a soccer city and it's not like a, but go see a, a, go see one of those shows and go to dinner beforehand to, down there. Like, it's fun. Take the trolley. Get off. Go have dinner. Go see a soccer game. If you don't even want to watch the soccer game, just sit in that awe of that view. Well, and that's just it. You get a Ugh. beautiful view of the city from there. And... It's different than the view that you get from literally just up the mountainside mm-hmm. up on Mount Washington because you get the you get the better view of the river that way and you get the river up view of yes. the city. I love to look at especially at night the lights from the city mm-hmm. as they cascade on the water. You see that more at that level than you do from up top. Sure. And it's just stunning to be able to look across and see just the city of Pittsburgh. Like, that, it's, it's one of my favorite spots. Back in my college days, that was Icy Light Amphitheater. And yes. you could sit there and see all these great bands yep. underneath the lights of the city. And I mean, I saw like Everclear there twice. I saw yep. Third Eye Blind, like all these 90s bands. We were probably at the like, same Everclear concert. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> it was just always this ambiance of like greatness going there. And you were safe because you could take the trolley home and a bus home and you were like it was yep. great because those of course were before uber and left <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> all right we're, we're gonna have to close out the show here but i've, I've got the perfect transition for us and to end the show we're, we're talking about all of this development and all of this money coming into pittsburgh mm-hmm. and that people are doing awesome and amazing things with pittsburgh there's a famous person right now who is from pittsburgh originally and he has gone on to do amazing things. This man warms my heart. It's my dream to meet him. It's not oh, even a joke. You have no idea. Like I legit would love to. I just want to have dinner with him once. That would be that would be entertaining. Just so like we just should, once. We should at least let the people know who we're talking about. <laughs> um, Mark Cuban is from Mount Lebanon High School. Well, he, he's from Mount Lebanon. He went to Mount Lebanon High School before he moved away and started making millions and billions and billions of dollars. Um, there was a podcast, the Viewpoint Podcast, 
had him on and he, they had the conversation as to whether or not he would run for president. This just, it, it's, I'm, I'm emotional. I'm I, not I even kidding this. you. Well, and here's, here's the thing, because a lot of people, and I'm, I'm not trying to skew political here in any stretch of the imagination, do not like take that under. Yeah, any as a side note, advisory. Bold never supports religion, like never discusses religion, politics, or anything that's controversial. But this is a fun story. But here's <laughs> here's my here's my thing with it is that a lot of people, you know, the 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 recent presidencies, plural, have gone kind of aside from the traditional standard for president. Um, you know, there, there's not any sort of military background. The business background has been diverse type of stuff. Um, I, I know you're giving me that look. I, I get it. But Mark Cuban said that he's considering yes, ready to commit no. Mm -hmm. And I like his rationale and reasoning as to why. And it was because if he can come up with something that makes sense as a solution for issues such as tax reform, that would be a good thing for him to run as a platform, he would. He's not just going to do it to because he can as a a mobile a mogul. Yeah, that you know it's is a uh, popularity contest type of right. thing. He's he's not going to do it under those circumstances. <clears throat> the only way that he would do it is if it would be beneficial to actually reform the the current situation and system as it is. So so far, twenty twenty, we are looking at Trump's second, The Rock, or Mark Cuban. <laughs> So I'm either for Mark, Mark Cuban and The Rock together. Uh, you got my vote right there. Zuckerberg. Yeah, Zuck. and Zuckerberg too. Forgot about Zuck. So thank you. I yeah, I forgot that he'd said that. So honestly, if you took maybe like Cuban for president, The Rock for vice president, and then what's the next in line? A Secretary of State or something? Yeah. We'll make that Zuckerberg. That's my that's my dream team. Just make that happen. And it would just be ridiculous. Like there would be basketball in the Oval Office, but it would still be, I have a feeling the three of them as, I mean, you want to get away from like the whole political background thing and you're going to start hiring businessmen to, or women, sorry, to run that office. You need to start to look at, and you want entertainers in there. Then at that point, you're going to look at who's the smartest entrepreneurial entertainment. The Rock is, um, hands down. I mean, we've all seen the joke, like, what can't The Rock do? And there's not much. No. I mean, he's done everything from family films to being wrestling to football to and, everything. And that's the thing, like, if you've, if you've ever heard The Rock's story, you know, he talks about the, the one of the things that he did when, like, he started to make money is bought a house for his mom. Mm -hmm. Primarily because, like, when he was growing up, they had a foreclosure notice on the door, like they were locked out of their house because they couldn't, like that's, he was in dire straits. Going to school on a football scholarship was his propulsion to get him into the NFL. And mm -hmm. I can't remember what specifically like made that turn, but he went into professional wrestling and welcome to The Rock. Um, I mean, he's got a family history there as well. Uh, Rocky Maivia, his, his father. Um, but still, I mean, it's just, it took, he has overcome some great adversity yeah. to get 
to the success that he is. Mike, you want to say something because it's The Rock and it's wrestling and you know this. Just want to clarify. I, I don't think he made it to the NFL. Maybe no. he had a look, but he had like like in the CFL himself. But he was really big in college. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when when the football career fizzled out, that's when wrestling kind of came up. Yeah. Which he just never. He's one of those types that never gave up. No. He never not. took no for an answer. He never takes. You can't do that. Yeah. And uh, and if you look at Mark Cuban, he also has that idea. If you watch Shark Tank, I'm sorry, my Shark. A Shark Tank chunky. No, I'm, I'm a with Shark you. This junkie. This was the one of the reasons I pegged this story because <laughs> um, I'm like Shark like Tank. Yes. Friday nights on MSNBC. I never watch MSNBC like the rest of the time except for Friday nights. Like Steve's away at work, and I'm like, oh, Shark Tank's on for like four hours on MSNBC, and I just hope that he's on. Like yes. I can deal with everybody else, but if it's him, I'm like, yeah. But he also goes for the little folks, like the yeah. little companies that he's like I believe in that I I like that product let's give it a shot like that I can deal with as a president I and Zuckerberg I'm sorry but like even though the social network painted him in a negative light I really don't believe he's as neurotic as they like pointed him out to be so I feel like he would just he also has that type of things of like he gets what people want yeah which is an important thing and the other important thing that he brings to the table is the analytical thought yes because i i i saw the social network a little bit differently than you did (laughs) primarily i just thought he was like neurotic that he'd be in his like dorm room at the end of the day like rocking in the corner and i'm like what is like that's how i pictured him like those days but that's the thing like i most hackers and most computer people, they're yes. analytic. Like yeah, that's, they're that's analytic they, and yeah. neurotic and in their own head most of the time. Yeah. I'm, I kind of fit the bill on some of those characteristics. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, I was like, yeah, actually, I kind of a, okay, I mm-hmm. get that. Yes. We have Producer several Mike. comments in the chat room I'd like to share with you guys. Oh. All right. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we, I just let them build up, and I figured we kind of touch base on what everybody thinks here at the end. <laughs> Um, As we get we get away from Mark Zuckerberg being a neurotic. There you go. There you go. Uh, but anyways, um, hold on. Uh, well, first, uh, Steve is saying that uh, every time Mark's in town, he goes to the uh, the saloon, and he's a really cool, <laughs> down to earth guy. That still won't lower my standards enough to go to the saloon. No offense. Also, <laughs> oh, did you mention the Jagoff card you, that, that you gave Steve from uh, Wild Card? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was one of the first things she mentioned about the okay. wild card. Okay. I remember story. you saying it was customized. Uh, <laughs> yes. He must, have, he must have said that before that came up. Doug, Doug Durda. What? Of oh, Yinslove, hi, Dougie. Of barbecue.com. Uh, he says Mobile Nom has been great for him getting the word out about local barbecue. Awesome. Aww. Great. Yeah, those, we're, we're looking forward to like legit downloading the apps ourselves mm-hmm. when we're off air here. And also, Steve says that Obama already built a basketball court at the White House, so he's already set. <laughs> I don't know what's being used for these four years, but. <laughs> I just picture the Mavericks are going to start to practice in that, <laughs> like, at least once. But Mark Cuban would be the type that would invite in the neighborhood kids to play with the Mavericks right, right. on that court. Oh, that'd be freaking and, amazing. And uh, Michael, I believe from Florida, is saying uh, um, Bold needs to come down and have his pizza. Whoa. So you just got an invite to Florida. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we'll, we'll, 
we'll be halfway there in April, maybe. So we'll see. Yeah, we agree. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm going to be down in the Lakeland area in March myself. So, Bold road uh, trips. It's bold road trips. There we, we need go. an RV sponsor. <laughs> yep. Bold trips. Yeah, because we don't fly. I'd rather RV than fly. Honestly, you could have more fun with an the RV. experience in an mm-hmm. RV versus flying. I, I can build a mean campfire. So if, if we're looking, all right, sponsors, we're, we're, looking for, we're looking for breakfast noms for the show. We're looking for coffee for the show. We're looking for an RV to do a really cool road trip tour of checking out some awesome stuff. Um, and yeah, anything else that you'd like to, to hit us up uh, with? For? And then RV, we want to also write like Jagoff and like Yins on the side of it. So we just take Pittsburgh everywhere with us. You realize the wheels are now turning. Yes, of gonna course. Be a thing so we're going to have be... like a, we're going to have an RV pull up here one day with like, have you seen Pittsburgh lately? Like, and like a big logo on the Dear side of it. Dear visit Pittsburgh, if you get us a van, we will pimp your shiz throughout the entire leave. like nation and we bring people leave. back to Pittsburgh with us. Mm-hmm. Hop on the tour bus. We're going back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing, we'll just bring plates of pierogies to everybody across the country. Yeah, visit Pittsburgh. This needs to be a thing. <laughs> we will talk. Oh, yes. <laughs> that would be one great road trip. All right. Well, I think, I think with that, I think we're, we're ready to take the show home. Amanda, where can, where can people find us? You can find us at Bold Pittsburgh on Facebook. Um, Bold PGH on Twitter and Bold Pittsburgh on Instagram. Check out our Instagram later on today. We will be hanging out at Kennywood, having some fall haunting going on. So check that out. Um, also, check out our stories because that's where, when we're at an event, that's usually where we post um, things. And all of our contact information is at boldpgh.com. So reach out to us, read some of our blog posts, um, comment, like, share. All that. And you can also check out our Bold Nights Out and Bold Sports, Bold Pittsburgh Sports on the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. 